Exactly. And, you know, when, when people get dehydrated, I think it's the brain can shrink as much as, I think, 30%. Mm. Um, because your brain holds so much water. And mm. when your brain's shrinking, you're not going to have much brain power. So mm. hydration is like a massive missed opportunity for most people. Neuro athletes, it's Louisa Nicola here, and welcome to episode 23 of the Neuro Experience podcast. How do you feel about supplementation? And do you use certain supplements, whether it's vitamins or protein powder, to upgrade your life? I believe there are three groups of people when it comes to supplements. The first group of people are the ones who shun away from all forms of supplementation. These are the ones that say it isn't natural or because cavemen didn't have supplements. These are the people that try and get all their nutrients from food, but they often come up short. Now, the second group of people think supplements can make up for a poor diet and high stress levels. So these are the people that do take supplements and that take a lot of supplements and oftentimes hardly take any nutrition because they believe they're getting all of their nutrients from supplementation. And then the final group is somewhere in between. So in my opinion, this is the best place to be. You see, supplements are a double-edged sword. The wrong ones can do more damage than good, but the right ones can massively improve your health, health, even if you already eat a nutrient-dense diet. So in today's episode, sitting with me in the studio is Mr. Christian Baker. He comes to the table with a wealth of knowledge in the nutrition space and in the supplementation space. So stay tuned because we're going to go into it right now. We're going to be speaking all about hydration and what form of supplements that you should be taking on a daily basis. Welcome to the Neuro Experience. I am your host, Louisa Nicola. I am a mathematician, former Australian triathlete and neuro performance coach. I am your brain coach. I know what it takes to succeed at the highest levels and I'm here to show you how to get from where you are to where you want to be. This show is designed to teach you scientific mental strategies that you can use and implement to get results fast. So expect to be fearless, take notes and take action. Let's get into it. I've been in the health and fitness industry since 2005, starting out as a personal trainer and uh, in 2006, I moved to Sydney, and after working various roles in both business management and sales, I went into business with my brother in 2009, and over a four-year period, we owned four health food stores. Jeez. And yeah, that was, it was a pretty, pretty rapid expansion. And um, throughout that time, I got to personally serve thousands of customers, which was awesome, because it wasn't just a matter of, hey, here's some vitamins, buy them. It's, uh, it went quite deep, and there'd be sometimes... You know, people would come in and say, hey, I'm not sleeping properly or hey, um, you know, I'm feeling stressed or hey, my digestion sucks. And, mm. you know, I got to help solve all these problems. And one of the most satisfying things was people would come in and take your advice and then you'd kind of forget about it. And a week later, they'd walk past the store and be like, hey, I took your advice and now I feel awesome. Like, oh, my God. So, That's amazing. Yeah, it, it didn't just feel like a retail store. It felt like a consultation clinic or something. What, what year was that? Um, first one was 2009. So that that's, was, that was when supplements weren't a very big thing. It was when people were just learning about protein powders and yeah. everything. Well, the interesting thing is like, um, 
you know, there's, there's a big difference between health and fitness. And yeah. that divide is quite noticeable in supplements as well. Mm. So you've got sports supplements like protein, pre-workouts, amino acids, creatine. Yeah. And then you've got health supplements. So yeah. things for digestion, things for immune system, things to help you sleep. There's um, things for everything. Yeah. And um, a lot of old remedies which have been used for hundreds and thousands of years, or sorry, hundreds of years and thousands of years, uh, are making a comeback. You know, mm. and so people technically have been taking health foods for a long time, mm. but it's only in recent times that they've become much more sexy and much more mainstream. Uh, yeah, and much more uh, profitable. I'm yeah. seeing like the oh, yeah. um, the rise in there's so many different labels out there. How do you know what to trust? Um, you know, <laughs> it can be scary and confusing. Uh, I think one of the best things you can do is educate yourself and learn some basic rules. Yeah. And then use those rules to judge the labels that you read. So don't just take the labels at face value because a lot of them have crazy stuff written on them. Mm. Um, the good thing about being in Australia is that we have quite strict regulations. So we can't write stuff on the label that's as crazy as the Americans can. Um, but there are some products that still kind of slip through the radar and uh, say some crazy stuff. So, mm. you know, take your time. Don't fall for the sensational words and do your own research and be smart. <laughs> Here's the thing about products, you know, I was a, when I first started off, when I was at uni, I did personal training, okay, and what I saw is that people didn't understand the word supplement, you know, whereas supplement is, it supplements a diet, it supplements an exercise regime, and whilst I was seeing so many girls taking protein powder, taking creatine, taking whatever it is that they were taking, but they weren't exercising, it was, that just shows the power of marketing, right? Mm. I guess, do you think everyone needs supplements or do you think you need it if you're an elite athlete like who needs supplements i think no one necessarily needs them mm. but i think most people can benefit from them yeah but they should be done in the right way like you were saying a lot of people read the label and think oh i'll do that instead of a good diet or instead of a good night's sleep or instead of going to the gym wrong just yeah exactly it just doesn't happen so yeah. your body's too smart you can't trick it with stuff like that no but if you do have a good routine and you're working hard, yeah. you can take some things to speed up your results or to mm. give you a bit of assistance, mm. um, especially when you're combining a full-time work routine with exercise, with the stress of having a social life or being a parent mm. and all these things, you know, you can benefit from taking a few things. I have non-negotiable supplements. So I take, you know, depending on my training regime, protein powder would be included, but my non-negotiable like vitamins, for example, are zinc. I take, a, I take zinc every day, I take iron, um, I take L-tyrosine as well. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any non-negotiables that you take every day? Yeah, I, I do. But um, at the same time, I always cycle everything. So oh, even yeah. the most essential yeah. things, I'll take uh, multiple periods per year where I'll go with no supplements at all yeah. for one week, sometimes two weeks in a row. Um, just to make sure I'm getting out of it what I want to get out of it, but also to help make sure the body is, you know, doing its job and, and uh, doesn't become lazy or complacent in certain areas because mm. the supplements are coming in. Uh, that's not as risky with, with supplements, of course. It's more risky with uh, pharmaceutical drugs and things like that. But still, you want to give your body a break and uh, cycle through things. Mm. It's, it's a good idea. Um, but yeah, for me, I like to take a greens supplement every morning. So vitamins, minerals, fruits and vegetables, things like that. I eat a lot of veggies. Uh, I'm very healthy, but... This stuff helps to fill in the gaps, make mm. sure I'm not missing anything. Actually, now that I think about it, guys, Christian was the first one to introduce me to my favorite greens powder. I remember I came in, I don't know, God, 
somewhat six years ago now and you said this I remember you clearly looking at me in the eye saying this will make you feel bulletproof and yeah. it did <laughs> what was the name of that the um, container it was like in a <clears throat> carton it was shiny and strappy and yeah. had a little monkey on it yeah. yes uh, that's passion project passion projects uh, yeah. yeah amazing uh, complex green good Com product yeah because it was actually invented by a husband and wife yeah. for their son who had learning disabilities so they they went to painstaking lengths to make a really good product to the point where they it, it's hard to make profit when you put so much good ingredients in something mm. but it's a solid product it's I, I really amazing. like it okay let's talk about the reason why i got you on the podcast was very much so not just for your knowledge it's because you've created a supplement that i take regularly and i absolutely love and i believe it can benefit anybody especially when it comes to mental performance because evidently neuroathletics it deals with the brain it deals with the mind which is exactly why i was taking your supplement so why don't you tell all the neuroathletes out there what your supplement is uh how it can benefit us and we'll get more into that then so sure. uh it's called revive Mm. which is a potential lawsuit because there's a lot of <gasps> there things is called a lot Revive, of <laughs> including America as well, but don't worry about that later. Yeah. But it'd be an honor to get a lawsuit, really, because it means you're big enough. That's exactly um, right. <clears throat> so it's got three ingredients. Two of them are vitamins. One is a herb. Is One ingredient is called vitamin B5, pentaphenic oh, okay. acid. So yep. it's one of the B vitamins. Another ingredient is inositol, mm. or in Australia, I think everyone calls it inositol. It's a that's an interesting one because it's a non-essential ingredient, which means your body can make it and does make it on demand, but it becomes situationally conditional, which means if you're stressed, mm. working hard, also trying to train hard, uh, you have a busy week, sometimes your body can't keep up with demand and you burn through your inocidal and you suffer a bit. So by topping it up, most people find they become a bit sharper mentally. Mm. Um, and then the third ingredient is a herb, rhodiola, mm. and that's been used... Uh, for hundreds of years by the Russians and the Chinese. It's kind of like a secret for them because they grow it in, in their regions of the world. And even thousands of years ago, it's thought to have been used by the Vikings to help them fight fatigue uh, on long journeys because it, it grows in Scandinavia, where they're from. Um, so rhodiola is an adaptogenic herb. So that in summary, it helps you adapt to stress. But that mm -hmm. sounds a bit strange, but it's got plenty of clinical studies to back it up. It typically helps people to, uh, you know, suffer from fatigue less and, and deal with stress better. Is that, when you say stress, because I speak about stress a lot, is that, can that be emotional stress, physical stress, all types of stress? Yeah, for sure. You know, all yeah. of them, you know, even something like emotional stress, it feels yeah. like it's an emotional thing or whatever, but the fact is it has a physical impact on your yeah. body. So yeah, all, all kinds of stress. What's the primary reason why somebody should be taking it? Mm -hmm. Anyone who's thinks of themselves as a high achiever or a hard worker mm. could probably benefit from taking it mm. at least for a month, see how they feel and then maybe longer if they if they get a good result out of it. Um, yeah, if someone's just chilling at home, you know, watching movies, getting a mm. good night's sleep and, and whatever, they uh, I don't think they'll feel too much. Yeah, It might help them focus on the movie more, but you're not going to get the full impact yeah. of, of it. It's made for hardworking, stressed out, busy people. So I was taking it at a time... Um, you know, when I first started taking it, I should say, I started taking it when I was at that, I was working probably 18, it was when I first, I think it was about the three months before I left to um, go to America. And I was working, I was working my ass off, I was working like 18 hours a day. And the worst thing for me was that two o'clock surge where I'd see a dip in my mental performance, um, in my mental acuity. And I thought, that's when I reached out to you. I thought, what can mm. I do? You said, take this at around 2 p.m. I did. And it literally, 
it gave me that spike and it's like, wow, I'm doing this naturally without caffeine. Mm. That's the biggest thing that I saw. And if anything can help me push through that 2 to 3 p.m. surge, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to to not depend on caffeine too much. Because, oh. um, you know, <clears throat> caffeine's great. I really like caffeine. But it's a double-edged sword. You know, mm. it can uh, it can harm and it can heal. So wow. it is beneficial. If you get good quality coffee, it's got minerals, it's got antioxidants, it's fine. It's healthy. Yes. I've actually heard, um, uh, you know, Dave Asprey speaks a lot about having moldy. Mo- most of our <clears throat> coffee that we drink is moldy. Totally. I can't believe that. Yeah, if you go to a commercially, uh, you know, if you're getting like McCafe or Starbucks or whatever, you're probably not going to get the best beans. And you and can taste that. Yeah, you can taste it. It tastes you know. burnt, totally. watery. And yeah. the, the lucky thing about being in Australia, we have a lot of good coffee and mm. we have very high standards. So mm. typically, if you get a good coffee here in Australia, it's unlikely to be moldy. Like we have very strict standards. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, I think a lot of people use caffeine as a substitute mm. um, to try to fill in something that's lacking. Perhaps they're not sleeping enough. Perhaps their nutrition isn't so good, so they're getting cravings. They need mm-hmm. another hit. Uh, and then they'll add milk and sugar to their coffee to mm-hmm. make it more of a boost, but it also creates more of a crash. But if you get on top of nutrition and sleep and hydration and all these things, you feel better with coffee. You, you mm-hmm. get a bigger kick out of that caffeine and you don't need as much. I so, always say that if you want to drink coffee, you should have, for every cup, you should have a cup of water as well. Totally. And, you know, when, when people get dehydrated, I think it's... The brain can shrink as much as, I think, 30% mm. um, because your brain holds so much water. And mm. when your brain's shrinking, you're not going to have much brain power. So mm. hydration is like a massive missed opportunity for most people. Mm. And they're lazy and they're like, oh, I don't like the taste of water. It's like you're not meant to like the taste of water. You just drink it because it's good for you exactly. and you feel better. And eventually you do like it and crave it. It's just a matter of you know, creating that routine. Just on that note, hydration, because I'm very big on it. What are your, um, what are your views on purified water and on alkaline water? Because I push alkaline water to all of my clients, to all of my athletes, to even through my content, drink alkaline water, because Mm -hmm. I feel like our body and the environment around us, we're completely toxic. And our, you know, I've done a lot of research in acidosis. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if you can be doing whatever it takes to alkalize your body, then you should be. Yeah, makes total sense. Look, I think a good first step is to get people to just drink more water, no matter where they can get yeah, it from. No matter what it and is. And then look, yeah, and then they can upgrade that water. And yeah. something like alkaline water, that the one that you made, is, is spot on because mm. um, it's something you're already doing, drinking mm. water, but now you're kind of supercharging that water. Mm. And if you're not eating a lot of vegetables and a lot of real foods, you're going to have a hard time maintaining that proper pH and that balance. So anything you can do to make it easier for your body to keep the optimal pH, things are going to run better. You're going to feel better. So yeah, totally. You can mm. doing upgraded water like that makes total sense. Mm. So, okay. So, what um, you know, a lot of the listeners are here purely to increase their and enhance their mental performance, mental capabilities. And now, I always speak about the fact that we drain our energy mentally when we look at our phone screen. What can we be doing to increase that from a from a nutrition perspective, increase mm-hmm. our mental, I guess, energy. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said nutrition because I think <laughs> nutrition is one of those ones that can create a compounding effect. Mm-hmm. So if your nutrition sucks, your sleep will suffer. Your sleep quality will go down. Your hydration will suffer because if you're not eating as many real foods and fresh produce, you tend to have less water in your diet and you're more likely to be dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So if you get on top of nutrition, 
it becomes easier to get on top of everything else. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's a very individual thing as well. It, you know, eating real foods is a very important thing, but also experimenting and finding out what works for you and what makes you feel good mm. when you eat it and what makes you feel like it's giving you nutrition. Because the same person can eat, uh, sorry, two people can eat the same meal. One feels amazing, one feels terrible. Mm. So it's a matter of just constantly experimenting, but not just accepting, you know, average and, and copying what the person next to you eats or just eating what's in front of you or what's available when you're on the road. Mm. Find out what works for you, prepare, make your food at home. And if you can eat most of your meals, it's highly nutritious and feel free to go do something social on the weekend and eat a pizza, whatever. But mm. if most of the time you're eating nutritious meals, you're going to find everything is better especially mental energy. Is that the same with meat? Because there's so much controversy. And look, I I haven't done enough research to have a, a strong opinion on, you know, vegan or non-vegan. But what are your views on... <laughs> here we go. He's smiling, guys. What are your <laughs> views on um, on meat, particularly red meat, even the chicken, you know, even chickens, especially yeah. in Australia? Sure. So, yeah. Look, if you look at any of the studies that have come out saying, hey, red meat's going to kill you, whatever... Most of it is based on processed meats, so highly processed deli meats. Like salami. Salami, things like that. There's a ton yeah. of sodium in there, there's preservatives, and even a lot of it, it's kind of like jumping near conclusions. Yeah. It's like correlation doesn't equal causation, so really you can't give a definitive answer on that. And I know people who thrive off meat, I know people who feel better not eating meat because it's easier for them to digest. Mm. Um, some people have really, really strong stomach acid. Mm -hmm. uh, they can digest anything. They could probably eat a shoe and digest it. So yeah. they can eat red meat and they feel great. But some people don't have a very good stomach acid, so they'll eat red meat and they feel bloated and tired and whatever. Um, for people who are eating meat and vegetables and a bit of everything, it's easier to hit your daily nutritional requirements. For a vegetarian or a vegan, it's harder. And you mm -hmm. find a lot of unhealthy vegans who have got dark circles under their eyes, really tired, and they're like, oh, oh, I'm so healthy, you know, mm -hmm. you're wrong, I'm right. It's not about that. I think you can be a vegan, you can be a vegetarian and be healthy, no probs. Mm. But you should do your homework because mm. it's much harder. For example, saturated fat, mm. controversial topic in the 90s, everyone thought it was the devil. Now mm. they realize, no, it's important, just like other fats. Mm -hmm. You need it for the lungs, you need it for the immune system, you need it for hormones, you need it for brain power. Mm. Your brain is mostly fat and a mm. lot of that's saturated fat. It's extremely important. Of course, you're going to have other fats. You need to have healthy fats because you have a, have a, a balance. Yeah. But when you become a vegetarian, you lose all the meat options for saturated fat. You've still got dairy, mm -hmm. you've still got eggs. When you become a vegan, you lost those. So Jeez. what are your options? What There's only options? two mainstream plant-based saturated fats that you can buy in a supermarket or in some cases a health food store, depending on where you live. It's coconut oil and palm oil. Oh, true. Both of them are solid at room temperature mm. or depending on what country you're in, the room temperature can yeah. be hotter. But typically, they're solid at room temperature. That's how you know they're a saturated fat. They're not sitting like olive oil, which yeah. is always oil. Yeah. Um, so, for example, vegans can eat those fats, and they'll help get the saturated fats. Um, because certain vitamins need fat to absorb, you know, vitamin D, vitamin K. So, yeah, I think vegetarian and veganism is, you know, obviously something... Ethically, it's great, you know, killing less animals, things like that. You've got the sustainability questions on farming, farming of cows versus farming of, you know, vegetables. But uh, I think people should uh, be a bit more open-minded mm. and, you know, collaborate a bit more and stop thinking it's like an us versus them thing. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, and just no matter what kind of diet you choose, make sure you're covering your bases and getting mm. enough of the nutrition. It is possible to be healthy on all diets, but it's harder to be healthy as a vegetarian and a vegan. But if you do it right, you can be really healthy. But when you do have meat, um, this is one thing I do know, grass-fed meat is the best. Yeah, totally. And you've got, you know, that's how the animals were meant to eat. And yes. you've got a lot of countries that still don't have the grain industries. Mm. Um, and they produce grass-fed meat by default. Mm. You know, you've got Argentina, Colombia, places like that. I have some friends who live in Colombia. And they're like, this is the best meat I've ever eaten. I feel great. Um, whereas Australia, we're incentivized mm. to feed grains to a lot of things. Our wheat industry is a big part of our economy. Look at the food pyramid. The bottom level is all grains, mostly wheat. Look at America. Same thing, except instead of wheat, it's corn. What do they use yeah. instead of cane sugar? High fructose corn syrup. Yeah. What do they feed their cows? Corn. So mm. it's like trying to find the balance between economy and health. And uh, yeah, grain-fed animals aren't as healthy as grass-fed animals. It's kind of like, in one way, feeding them junk food mm. and expecting them to be as healthy. So yeah, if you can get grass-fed, that's, uh, that's a cut above the rest. Pardon the pun. So how does somebody go about, okay... I want to get fit. I want to get healthy. What's the first step? Because a lot of people don't just want to lose weight. They want to lose fat and keep yeah. that muscle tone. Mm -hmm. What's the first step that somebody should take? Yeah, I think um, take a small step mm. because uh, it can get pretty overwhelming. You, know, you spend enough time on Facebook or the internet. You'd be like, I need to do this exact program. I need to do this exact diet. And if I don't do it, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I need to look like this guy or this girl. You know, like I was saying with diet being a very individual thing, exercises as well, mm. you know. So I would say step one, find an exercise method that you like mm -hmm. and that you know is actually effective as well. You don't have to be a long-distance runner. You don't have to be a weightlifter. Pick something. Mm. If it gets you moving, that's a great start. Perhaps later you'll find other things you like. And with dieting, look for the low-hanging fruit. Instead mm. of trying to overhaul your entire week, how about... What's one meal a day that I know probably could improve and wouldn't be that hard to improve? Let's change our breakfast. Let's mm. change our dinner, whatever. Just pick one. And if you lock in that win, you do a week or so of that, you start to feel better. You're like, whoa, this is good. Yes. And then you change something else and it becomes a compounding effect. Yes. I think trying Some to overhaul steps. is just, you know, it's disheartening. You know, and you go, man, this is so hard. I don't want to do this, you know. So give yourself those wins and get some momentum and you'll find that, it's not some epic struggle. It's it's quite rewarding and it feels normal to eat healthy once you've done it for a while. Absolutely. And it's not, you know, I've, done, I've, I've been researching a lot about sugar and how bad it is for you. I'm talking about refined sugar. Mm. Have you got anything to add on that? Yeah. Look, it's uh, it's addictive. And if you look at yes. studies... It's like cocaine, don't they say? Yeah, they've compared it, 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 yeah. It does the... Um, it triggers the brain in the exact same way that cocaine and Yeah, it, it, uh, it gives you a dopamine hit, which is a Absolutely. nice, good feeling, which comes from caffeine, cocaine, uh, giving someone a hug. Um, but it, it messes up, not just with, you know, um, the brain, with the body, with the way you look. Mm. It actually messes with your skin elasticity. Yeah, totally. Like, you... Look at anyone eating, or even take a healthy person like yourself, feed them junk for a week. Yeah. Your skin suffers, your hair suffers, yes. everything. It's it's like a, yeah, it's like a systemic thing, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, sugar is, is not cool. So, try, <laughs> try to avoid adding it to stuff. Eat more real food instead of processed food. Naturally, you then get less sugar. 
Mm. Um, don't be afraid to eat a piece of fruit every now and then. Yes, it's got sugar, but it's also got its buddies with it, enzymes, vitamins, things like that. It's a complete package. Mm. Um, yeah, if you're the kind of person who adds sugar to your coffee, don't go adding sweetener to your coffee because that opens another whole world of problems. Oh, wow. But, yeah. Um, instead, try swapping to black coffee. And again, black coffee is not always fun at first if you're used to having something really sugary. But if you get a good quality espresso or a good quality long black, mm. it can actually taste delicious, make you feel great. It doesn't have any calories in it. You get a nice clean hit and you don't ride the sugar crash down again mm. that you normally would if you were having sugar with your coffee. That's fantastic. So you're all about that hit and maintaining that high level of uh, energy throughout your day. So you can yeah. feel, all, what I say, unstoppable, powerful, on top, peak performance. Totally. If you can be more stable and, yeah. and stay in that zone longer, you know, you're going to get a lot more stuff done. Mm. Um, and if you're having a lot of sugar, you tend to go up, but you also go down. Mm. So that's not a very uh, effective way to live your life. So when it comes to supplementing, like with your with um, Revive, do you have to eliminate other things? Like, does it? Do you have to? Like, what if I'm taking, you know, my iron, my, you know, three other different types? Do you have to mm -hmm. get rid of those and just take yours, or no? Okay. Short answer, no. But you find you may be able to eliminate certain things if you take it. For okay. example, if you take like a B vitamin all rounder, yeah, and you've been taking it for a while. You don't really know why you are anymore. You could probably drop that. If you're taking something like Barocca, you could also drop that. If you're taking a weak, dodgy multivitamin that you bought at the supermarket, you could probably drop that as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's no real direct conflict with any of the ingredients. The only issue is if you have it within half an hour or so of caffeine. Because caffeine can reduce the absorption of all B vitamins mm. and two of the ingredients in Revive are B vitamins. Well, where can we find this amazing product? Uh, you can go to UpsideNutrition.com. Yeah. Um, so Upside is in going upwards. And yeah, check it out there. There's a little video on it. There's a bunch of education. You can learn all about it. You can even get a free trial if you want to try it out for a few days to see yeah. if it works for you. Um, and I'm going to include all these in the footnotes of the Yeah, yeah, episode. put the notes in. And uh, yeah, if people want to get a, get a special deal, uh, they can type in NeuroAthletics when they buy a Revive and they'll get 20% off plus free shipping yes. if they live in Australia. So. Yeah. Love that. Thank you so much, Christian, for stopping by. No problems. Thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate your time. If you could go through, please, and rate this podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me. Have a fantastic day.